tune in, tone up. Your one-stop shop for guitar tricks, tips, techniques and advice. With me, Gary Shilliday, and my own excellent teacher, Dan Davis. In Guitar Lesson 36, we focus fully on the right-hand rhythmic and lead-picking techniques. We start by looking at how you can arpeggiate chords interestingly using the pick, briefly in the style of Green Day and Guns N' Roses. We also look at a mix of pick and fingers. In the second half of the lesson, we get technical and revisit economy and sweep picking. A bit of an advanced lesson, if you'd like any tabs, get in touch. I want to start the podcast today with my recommendation for a superb group of musicians who are working tirelessly to bring a brilliant website to help people develop their inner musical sense. I've just become a member of Musical U and I have to say that their attention to detail and understanding of how to develop musicality is second to none. Their vision and view on the importance of ear training and rhythmic development really fits in well with our own rationale. I really recommend checking them out and also listening to the Musicality podcast which Christopher Sutton, the director of Musical U, hosts. If you want some deep insights into music, start listening and join the community. So Gary, you mentioned uh, recently about wanting to try a few different picking techniques again, some of them which we have looked at in the past, but maybe sort of briefly revisit that particular situation. That's exactly it, yeah. Last lesson, you gave me some right-hand rhythm strumming techniques, which gave me quite a lot to practice, actually, to sit down and stick the metronome on and really go over it. And I've realised that my finger style is a lot better than my pick style, but I'd like to be able to do both because it gets a different tone and a different sound to it. Absolutely, yeah. I don't want my picking to be kind of like almost sounding like I'm randomly hitting strings on chords. So it's that. Mm-hmm. It's also, you know, the whole economy thing and everything. Where would you like to start? That's a good question. <laughs> so when That's we... a great question. <laughs> we don't get that sorted. That's going to be it. <laughs> when you play chords with your right-hand picking technique... So we're we talking like heavy chords or are we talking sort of arpeggiated sort of lighter? Yeah. yeah, arpeggiated lighter things, you know. The thing you gave me last time gave me a bit of syncopation. Just wonder if you have anything else like that. Remind me what that what yeah, sure. was. I'll put you we, on we a clean doing, sound there. We were doing that kind of thing. So I was a uh, down, down, up, down, down, up, down, up, down, down, up, down, down, up, down, up. Okay. So that had come directly actually from a country exercise, from a pick and fingers exercise. It was, yes. I yes, took you're from the absolutely Guthrie right. Bird. Yeah. So the, the picking fingers exercise was hammering on the first note, yeah. the yeah. third fret on the D string, and then playing the other. Yeah. 
So for our listeners, that gives us a G, and it's the fifth fret of the D and the third fret of the B. Yeah, that's right, and hammering on from the third fret of the D, that's right. And you're playing 16th notes, so it's five times round, and then you change, so it's... Yeah, so one, two, three, 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 four. Yeah. That's really good exercise. I started yeah. learning how to do pick and fingers with that. Now, you were looking for something more with syncopation. Yeah, you showed me that thing where you were going down, down, up, down, down, up, down, up, down, down, up. And, and, and you know, you can hear there that I'm a little bit unconfident with that. Whereas if I was to do it like this... You're happy with the fingers. Almost if I make a mistake, I can cover it up a little bit easier, but I'm happier with the fingers. Right. I mean, so when, I, speed. when I started guitar, I started with fingers too. And I, when I got a pick in my hand, I was like, I really want to make this work. Yeah. But it feels so alien. It feels yeah. so weird having this bit of plastic or whatever it may be in my hand that, that just it just feels odd. Yeah. I think you can only get around that really by doing things time and time again. Yeah. yeah. And doing little exercises like this would definitely sort of help. And what you might have played with your fingers, try playing with a pick if it's possible. Yeah. Ideally, as you quite rightly stated at the beginning, doing things for a sonic reason is as good a reason as any. So, you know, if you play with your fingers because it's easier, well, that's okay if that does everything you want it to do. Yeah. But if you're after something with a little more edge yeah. and a little more treble and a bit more output, then probably using a pick is where you need to be. So being able to choose between the two it's definitely an advantage. Now, of course, Mark Knopfler, from Dire Straits, as it was, was known for using fingers only. Yeah. Yeah, I remember having a book with his songs in it, and there was a picture of him, probably from the early 80s, playing a Steinberger headless yeah. guitar. And he was at the mic stand, I'm sure he was, and he had one of those things, like I've got down my mic stand, which holds a few picks. Yeah. And I thought, ah, you have used picks now and again then. Yeah. We all know you for your finger picking, but obviously it's it's a tool in the armory when he needs to use it. Yeah. But we're we're so used to that Knopfler sort of thumb and first finger kind of sound. Quick question just came to mind that I keep thinking yeah. about. Have you ever tried a thumb pick? I have. Yeah? Didn't I, get along I, with it? Or? I haven't tried one for a very long time, but no, I didn't get along with a thumb pick. Right. I must admit, when I used to... I say used to, I mean, I still play lots of acoustic guitar. But certainly when I did gigs, I found that fingers only, while it worked and it felt quite natural, especially through a PA, when you've got sometimes the extra weight of bottom end that you get through a PA, sometimes meant the bottom notes didn't come through with the same clarity I would have liked. Yeah. And so the top notes shone through, bottom notes less so. And so I actually found that using a pick and fingers was the perfect combination for me. Because yeah. I could play the bass notes. So there's a good exercise in itself, yeah. So yeah, I mean, we're saying... So the bass notes as in the bottom three strings with the pick. Yeah. Top three strings with the fingers. Kind of, yeah. I'm sort of alternating there. And again, it depends on how good you are with how many of the fingers. So yeah. I'm using my pick held to my thumb and my first. Yeah. And my second finger's picking most of the note. Sometimes my third finger. Mm-hmm. 
quite a good exercise. It's uh, Green Day, isn't it? Um, well, I guess it's sort of roughly based around that tune. You could pick any chord you like, really. So it's about, you said about not kind of falling over your fingers yeah. a bit. And this applies to whether you're doing finger style or picking fingers or whatever. Is have a pattern which you've drummed in enough times for it to be second nature. Are you playing the. So you're actually going down on the bottom E, then. Is that with the, with the pick? As a, with a pick on the G string. On the G string there. Then a down. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, it's got it's a great sort of thing yeah. to have. It was only maybe sort of 15 years ago or so I started using my third finger. Yeah. And I've become very proficient with my first and second and my thumb. But yeah, I remember yeah, yeah, being yeah. at school and talking to the school guitar teacher. And at the time, you know, I was what, like a 12, 13 year old kid when I was playing classical guitar. And he said, oh, well, you know, you really need to bring the other finger into play because, you know, otherwise you, you won't be able to play this piece quick enough. And I got so yeah. proficient at using those three, and I sort of showed him. He's like, yeah, "You are oh, quite quick with those three, aren't you?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's good to do that, isn't it? It's like that that story about Tommy Emmanuel when he was listening to Chet Atkins. Mm. You, you're familiar with that? He's, he's listening to Chet Atkins, and he worked it all out by ear with a flat pick. Mm. And then, it, and then, like five years later, he saw a video, and it, it, it was really hard for him. He's like, "I don't know how this guy does it, but he worked it out." With the old flat pick, yeah. Cool. Yeah, there's this thing where Tommy Emmanuel says... Atkins That's amazing. Tommy, Tommy Emmanuel says uh, it's like the light's going on when he realised that Chet Atkins was using a thumb pick, mm. which is, yeah. He's like, oh, I mean, it's one of those, with the flats. That's yeah, good. I mean, it's one of those things that I, I guess like anything, you know, you can... You can get into it and make it work. So, what were the other forms of picking you were interested in? Well, what you were just showing me there with that mm. kind of Green Day esque type thing. Yeah, oh, it's interesting. That kind of thing is is good. How do you? So, if I was going to arpeggiate anything, yeah, what I try and do is at the top of my line, and I think this is yeah. probably now quite instinctive after all this time. I turn around and do upstrokes. Yeah. So I'm kind of going... If I'm doing something fairly straight, like going down, down, down. So on a so C chord... Down, 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 down up, 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 up. Down, so down, down, up. Exactly, so it's sort of up. turning it around. Now, yeah. if I'm doing something more... Do they call this cross-picking? I don't know. It's just picking as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But where you're crossing... 
that cross picking? I guess it is. I think it is. Yeah, that that um that thing you showed me I before that was, last uh, week was called cross picking. Oh right. Down, down, up, down, down, up, down, up, down, down, up. Yeah, that was called. I cross thought I was playing events. the guitar when you're really angry. Yeah, very <laughs> cross picking. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna make this <laughs> digging in. Oh, you pick you. Yeah, no, I, uh, d- I did find that proper bluegrass type syncopated style. So I'm sort of doing a down and then up. So when you're crossing the skit strings, like leaving them out, string skipping as such, yeah. Yeah. Or I might, depending on the situation, I might use a pick. What's your right hand doing there? Down, down, up. Goodness me. Yeah. I haven't got that. That's A D G D. We're all holding down the C chord. Down, down. And then it's B G D. Up, up, down. Ending on up on the. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's picking when you're. That's furious. Yeah, that's furious. <laughs> Make it <laughs> confused picking. Uh, that's just jazz, isn't it? So it's down, down, up, up. No, down, down, up. down, down, up, down, down, up, up, down, down, up. Got it. Down, down, up, down, up, up on the BG. Up, up, down, down up, down, down, up. Always an up on the end, so your pick is always your picking hand is always coming back and returning to where you want it. In a Troy Grady kind of thing. I wish I'd sat and looked at the right hand a little bit more earlier on in. Yeah. Yeah, so that kind of works. But you could also play that sort of thing using probably your pick and fingers. do that yeah that makes sense to me so that would be I've used a pick on the first two oh, right. and then third second finger we've got the other bit first down up down yeah yep so pick pick second pick third second pick third yep. I'd be much more comfortable with that. Still need to practice that a bit, but yeah, much more comfortable with that. So I want to get both of those. Okay. Gonna get both of those down. So what else should we whiz through so um, quickly in the picking way? Any other thoughts on, on rhythmic picking? Rather than going straight for some of those other things I mentioned before the lesson, I talked about economy and alternate and all kinds of other things. We can do that if you want as well. Um, when you say rhythmic picking, you mean sort of syncopation? Like or... what you're doing there, really, you know, like uh, unusual kind of... I think like anything, it's, it's all about drumming it in. The biggest problems that I see when I see people picking this kind of thing is they try and 
do everything as a down, so everything's a separate yeah. movement. Whereas if you do a smooth down, 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 Play, the, playing through kind of thing, thing yeah. yeah. Obviously, with good separation. How do you play uh, Paradise City? Just out of interest. Uh, yeah, I, I can, I can hazard a guess. So you just use all the picks. Something like that. I'm yeah. not saying that's absolutely it. I'm doing this off the top of my head. I know the notes. It's, I think you go... Dee, 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 dee. Yeah, so it's like... But I was just wondering how you might pick that. So it's like, does this kind of thing. Myself to alternate pick that. Yeah. I don't know if that's. Really... I mean, whatever you've got to do, think of what way your pick is going. Because yeah. this is the rule. If you adhere to the rule, you can't go far wrong, really, unless yeah. you're in a very unusual set of circumstances. If your next string yeah. is going to be back up towards you, yeah. then you need to be finishing on the upstroke. If your next string is going down, you probably want to be finishing on a downstroke or starting string yeah. before on a downstroke. So you want it to be nice, one nice fluid movement. So for that one, you'd probably be all upstroke. So down, down, up, down. down because you've down, got to turn up, it around. Down. Probably up, up, down here. Yeah. Cool. So you've gone up, up, and then down because your next stroke is higher. It's yeah. on a thinner string. So you need to be putting your hand nearer to that place. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, cool. The logic of it all. Should we go for a little bit of economy if we've got Why time? Why not? Let's have a, a quick whiz through it. Better had. Are we going to do some filth? Next. Yeah. There is. So if we're doing with economy, right air picking. <laughs> whatever fits in this tiny little box <laughs> but we're going to charge you twice as much for your pickups <laughs> and you better and watch you're out you're going to need them if you need the toilet 50 quid a week a drop there's a simple rule with economy picking if you're using three notes to string that's fine while you're going up fine while you're going down because economy picking to those who aren't so aware it's the act of crossing through the string rather than doing separate strokes. Yeah. So if you've got a three notes on a string like a scale, naturally you would probably go down, up, down. And then on the last one, instead of then doing a further upstroke on the next string, you would follow through your downstroke from the last note on the last string. So down, up, down, through... So, so start with a down, down, up, down, through. Down, up, down, through. Yeah. That's it. Okay. The problem comes with economy picking when we go around to turn, go to turn around either end okay. of things. Yeah. Because we need even notes. Yeah. Which is really annoying. Yeah, four notes per string. Yeah. <laughs> or two. Or two. So when we've done a line, say... 
on this string, once we've hit that down stroke, following through from the D to the G, yeah. and I'm in the B minor scale here, so I've gone 11, 12, 14 on the D, and then 11 on the G. Yeah. We can only play two notes on that string. And what we're going to do is not turn back the way we came. We're going to kind of skip a note. So gotcha. we've gone 11, 12, 14, then 11, 12 on the G, and then yep. come back to the 14. Spawn. So down, up, down, 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 up, down. So it goes in like a big circle. So yep. we then need even amounts of notes to turn ourselves around. So we can either do four. So I've come down chromatically from the 14, 13, 12, and then 11 yep. on the D. So that's one way, although you end up with a slightly strange scale, or you miss a note out. Yeah. So we then come down to the 14 and then just start it all over again. Okay. Now on a longer line, if I was carrying that B minor scale up onto the 12th, 14th and 15th frets of the B string, and then onto the top string at the 14th fret at the top, I could turn around. So I've missed okay. the E at the 12th fret and I turn straight around onto the 15th of the B. you get to the problem at the other end at the other end yes so how you deal with either end of it is up to you that's if you want a line going up and down like that so what you can do good for a flurry isn't it? Ooh, you could do up, I, I think most people probably use bits of economy picking unless you're from yeah. Jambali and you're all over it like a rash yeah and then possibly do hammer-ons and pull-offs without thinking maybe to turn it around you know <laughs> I know yeah. I do that without thinking, and then I pick it up sort of somewhere down the line, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like that? Yeah, and then sort of... And then when I feel comfortable, I'll kind of pick it up again. Yeah. Okay, cool. So there's maybe a few hammer-ons and pull-offs in there, I think. Sweet. Sounds great. Yep. Well, you're going to do it on a, a sort of a single line. Where you're sort of going onto two strings. If you're going to start each one over again. Oh, yeah. 
like that. So each one you start as a new figure. Down, up, down, through. Down, up, down. Yeah. So down, up, down, up, down, up, down, through. And then up to... And then just carry on down, up, down, through. So each one is a new economy piece. So it's a... Creating a natural break between the figures. Yeah. But once you play it, a sort of... But once you play it at a sort of stupid speed, it matters yeah. not one job. Yeah, that sounds, sounds good. That yeah, works. Really good, yeah. Sweeping, you wanted to have a brief look at, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, just see where I'm, I'm, I'm at. I've got... So that kind of... Like that minor. The problem with that shape, and I, I found this out when we were looking at Chris Green's video. Chris is awesome at sweet picking. He's, yeah, yeah. He's really, really got it nailed, hasn't he? He does um, do a lot of, like you were talking about for the economy picking, where you hammer on and pull off at the top to change your direction yeah. so he does do he does throw a lot you of that you kind of have to do that that shape like the A minor shape yeah really needs another note yeah and yeah he sort yeah. of highlighted this in his video oh he often adds the, the 9 so yeah you could add the 9 I guess you could add the B so you'd end up with what? There. You might tap it in. Yeah. Ah, yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would make sense. But if you add either of the like the seventh fret beforehand. Yeah. Like okay. That, it would be this shape. There. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That one. It's quite nice for adding a bit of colour to those. You can, you can just change to a major shape and stuff. I've, I, yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. As long as you add the extra note in, I mean, I've chosen to add it in on the seventh. Yeah, 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 at the bottom there. So on the seventh fret, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're now cycles properly. Oh, yeah, I'd forgotten that. Chris tends to add the minor third or major third in the bottom. Yeah. So the eighth fret in this case on the E. Like yeah. That. Like that. That's it, and you go straight from there. Okay. So. I mean, 
with sweet picking, there's some people who like Chris who are far better at it than I am. Yeah, we can all take something from it though, can't we? Of it's course. Like, it's like that. Yeah. I tend to use bits of sweeping, personally, yeah. and mix it in with other things. Because you can sweep an arpeggio like that, but you can also play an arpeggio, you know. With some tapping, some yeah. Some tapping. Like that, <laughs> yeah, which is nice. kind of cool. And you can also, you know... String skipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I tend to do, personally, is a bit of a mixture of everything. Yeah. Yeah. So... Spot on. Mixing in a bit of mixing it up. Everything. But you can find there's there's some very good sort of sweeping patterns throughout line chords. Yeah. I find using my pick sort of almost with the point facing a little more towards me when I'm going down. And the other way, the point facing away from me coming back towards me. Kind of slides through the strings a little bit easier. When Chris is doing the sweeping, I do remember it looking like little effort with this hand as possible. And he does this kind of like, so he talked about muting there and then slowly muting as you follow. But your hand does, his hand literally does that. Oh, right. It's almost like a a diagonal kind of. Yeah. Strange, yeah. I suppose mine's doing a similar thing there, isn't it, in a way? It is, yeah. Well, each method is 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 looking at the muting side of things, which you were mm. talking about last time so much as well. It's very sort of important to kind of get rid of all the mess and the muck. Yeah, yeah, make you- it clean. Yeah, I mean, you can get these things called fret wraps. Have you got one there? I have got one in my yeah, uh, in my case. Kidding. Yeah, I mean, fret wraps are these little kind of toweling-y things, as you know, as you've got one which kind of go around the headstock and fit with a bit of Velcro. Yeah, they're they don't, very good. They don't leave a mark. They come off without a problem. Yeah. And if you're in the studio and you want absolute radio silence from the other strings or you just want absolute clarity, they're really, really handy. And they just yeah. act as a mute. And they literally mute every other string out. I think it's really good to be able to do it without it. Yeah, that's what I see. I think when practicing, I try to not have it on. Yeah. In the studio, when I go to the studio. <laughs> but it's, uh, sometimes they're quite quite useful, you know, for, for getting a, a part 
down where you don't want any other noise yeah. involved whatsoever, you know. But I started on three-string sweeps, and that's what I would advise, because they're a bit more manageable than the bigger ones, maybe. Like yeah. the Yngwie Malmsteen stuff. That yeah. kind of... Sounds great. <laughs> All good fun. Thanks very much, Dan. No worries. Catch you later. There are a few things which I want to remind you of. Firstly, a great way to connect with us is through our Facebook page, Twitter account and website emailing list. Quite a few of our listeners have been in touch via our Facebook page where you can also find pictures of both me and Dan, our guitars, amps and pedal boards. We are based in the south of England and over the next few months we are planning a tune-in, tone-up, meeting, masterclass and workshop. If you are based locally or could travel to Brighton, like this idea and want to be involved, then let us know you're interested and stay active on our Facebook page for developments. Secondly, if you have ideas for future lessons, questions or want help with anything we've covered, tabs can be organised for a small fee, then don't hesitate to contact us. Rodney recently got in touch with us and we had a really interesting discussion about the woods guitars are made from and as a result he has a new guitar. Also, Carlos has been in touch several times inspiring a couple of our recent lessons. Yam has also been in touch and has gained some direction in his practice and is going to take some monthly lessons with Dan. Finally, we appreciate all ratings and reviews, especially via iTunes. These really help our podcast to get noticed by more people. Any shares via Facebook, Twitter or good old-fashioned word of mouth are also gratefully received. If anyone is interested in donating, then find us on Patreon where we offer Skype lessons and other goodies to our contributors. Stay tuned for more episodes, jams, improvisation ideas and well-informed thoughts about amps, pedals and guitar tone. If you enjoy this podcast, leave us a review on iTunes, find us on SoundCloud or see our website on tunein-toneup.com. Here you'll find show notes, tabs and further research and resources. It's also a good place to get in touch. We hope you're finding these lessons as interesting and as useful as I do and if you have any suggestions, we'd love to hear them. Yeah.